that's filling up the nation's jails. World War One, two, three, and four. Uh -huh. Chemical weapons, biological war. Bush War One and Bush War Two. They got a war for me. They got a war for you. We can't stop when the beat just drops. We can't stop with the rebel rock. We can't stop until we hit those heights. We can't stop because we love this life. To the new day, sing to the new day, rhyme to the new day, transform hell into heaven. God lives through, grab hold of today. Yesterday is over, tomorrow may be too late. Everything is one, but the one is unbalanced. Music made for the dollar, like soul and talent. Really ain't it all about a feeling you was having as a child, running wild for the mind programming, set in threatening. Yo, establishment, get in this community. The next one wrecking. They heads and brethren. And where when, Mr. President? What do you know? It's evidence and it's slow. How does it go? An unprecedented event is about to. The devil can't start, won't start blocking the globe Falling the sound, hear freedom come knock at the door They try locking the door, but we about to explode We got the firefly, tiger eye, apocalypse flow So deep in the bottom of your bottomless soul Send my darts flying out without a pistol Redesign lost minds, got out of the cold Bring order to a world that is out of control Truth you say, I say, how do I know? We can't stop when the beat just drops We can't stop with the rebel rock We can't stop until we hit those heights I wanna rock with heads because I love hip hop. I wanna rock my beats all around the block. If I was in Baghdad, then I would rock. I rock. I wanna rock with punks because I love punk rock. I wanna rock with heads because I love hip hop. I wanna rock my beats all around the block. There's just one love, so the planet we rock up. New world days and new world nights. New world wrong and new world rights. Putting new world funds in the new world banks. With the new world guns on the new world tanks. New world devils and new world gods. New world jails, see the new world's hard. New world names and new world songs. New world planes are the new world laws. New world's flying, the new world's dying. The new world's crying, the new world's trying. New world sons and new world daughters. They're already selling us new world water. New world beats for the new world to bang. New world streets for the new world to hang. New world presidents, new world drugs. New world president, new world thugs. New world players, new world sports. New world trials, new world courts. New world lawyers and new world laws. New world prisons and new world bars. New world fight, the new world fist. New world lighting up the new world. New world splits, new world smoke, uh, new uh, world guns, uh, new world choking, uh, new world uh,
Bring them to 
But we can't bomb it into peace Violence brings one thing More and more of the same Military madness Smell of flesh and burning pain So I sing out to the masses Stand up if you're still sane All of us gone crazy Sing this one refrain We can chase down all our enemies Bring them to their knees
closer to myself so I can hear myself, to hear myself and be real myself. Life's addictions and afflictions cause abrasion from the friction. Sometimes it's easier to live in fiction. I can run, but I can't hide from the pains that reside down deep inside. There is no pill that can be swallowed. There is no guru that can be followed. There's no escaping from my own history. Those that I hurt and those that hurt me. I was dead for a million years before I was born. And I'll be dead for a million more after I'm gone. So I live to give something that can live on. Like the way you hum a song when the music's gone. Like the warmth of the sand when the sun goes down. And I'm sitting with myself, nobody else is around. But why must I feel like this today? I'm a soldier, but afraid sometimes to face the things that make Block the sun from shining rays And fill my life with shades of gray And still I long to find a way And so today I pray for grace Radio, come on now Radio, come on now Here we are, Mutiny Radio As we do on Fridays, this is the Common Thread Collective here we throw open the door, even though it's a little chilly today. So if you see the door closed, just know that it's still unlocked and ready for you to come on in. But we uh, open up the microphones as well for people to come in and share what they have got going on, whether it be music, poetry, or politics. In this case, we've got uh, one of the candidates for mayor in the studio today. Amy Farrell Weiss is joining us. So that should be a really uh, invigorating conversation as I've seen her uh, kind of take on this this. Uh, mayoral candidate field um, and uh, as the you know kind of outsider but certainly uh, not to be ignored um, and what we're going to do first hey Dave shall, hey. We, shall we play Ubi first is that hey, what Bill. you want to do hey uh, Amy welcome again and of course I have that memories when you used to come every week when you were running the last time right. and you used to ride over on your bicycle and that's how we'd have and that's why I, what I'd say then what I'm going to say now is that I don't say thank God it's Friday I think I say thank God it's Friday because this be Freya's day Wednesday is Odin Wednesday Odin's day Thor is Thor's day these are the Norwegian gods did you know this? and then fr- Friday is Freya's day so don't say thank God it's Friday, but say thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And Amy Weiss, welcome back. We got another whole thing going on, an election coming in June, and you're going to be part and parcel of it. A good way to kick off. So why don't you play Ubi? This is my son Ubi who, uh, who's playing the bass guitar and singing, and, and he says everything's going to be all right. Take it away.
It's all right. It's okay. A little, a little static on my cable here. Sorry about that. But Ubi always lets us know everything's going to be all right. So don't fret. We've got Bloodflower sitting at the keys. So Bloodflower, please do your thing.
Thank you, Blood Flower. I love that we have a piano here in Mutiny Radio. And also, uh, we've got some new art in here. Um, and uh, so come on down and join us and check out what's, what's on the walls and, and hanging out here at uh, 2781 21st Street. And here we are. This is the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val. I'm here with Diamond Dave and with mayoral candidate Amy Farrow Weiss. Welcome back to Mutiny Radio. It's great to be here. An old tradition coming it, on Friday. It is. I was just remember how you used to come up with your bicycle when you were running for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we'd, for a while, every week, we'd come and you'd let us know how it was developing. But then you got other things begin to involve. But indeed, you're kind of the, the candidate who is closest to us in terms of the, the kind of connections we made. So it's especially logical and, uh, and affordable and great that we should start our mayor's, uh, our mayor's case with you, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, you know, the last two and some change years after the election, I really have just poured myself into the work of treating the encampment crisis like a crisis. And then I also had a about a year-long stint at the San Francisco Community Land Trust as the operations manager well, while yeah. I was also doing the work with St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. And really my life was, I would do the work and then I would go home and I'd get on my computer in my PJs. And that was my life for about two years. I really didn't have much of a social life outside of my family, you know, my partner and my uh, my Jonah, little nine-year-old. Uh, I'm a co-parent too. So that was pretty much it. And then when Ed Lee passed away, and like right away, you know, I've been working two and a half years to try to do this work and have been stymied at every step by City Hall, even by the people who are running as well alongside of me. I've invited them to do this work with me and haven't received a response. So I felt compelled to jump in again. And now I feel like I've reemerged after two and a half years of just the slog and, you know, like good times happening and connections, but really two years of just doing the work. And now I feel like I'm coming back up to see the global perspective of all the issues again, but I've learned so much by doing this deep dive into the encampments because I worked for the Santa Cruz AIDS project for a while. And I learned about the whole body and immune system through this crisis point of HIV. I really hadn't had that background. And then it was like that with the encampments. Because working on the in-ground with the encampments, you're talking about the shelter shortage, the shelter needs, affordable housing. You're working with SFPD. You're working with DPW, Department of Homelessness, HSA, you know, Human Services Agency, Department of Public Health. So I actually got in there with the on the ground workers and the neighbors and small business owners and organizers. And so now I understand the city's complexity so much more. And I've worked with all these department heads and it gives me that understanding of through that one crisis point. Now I understand how to better heal these systems holistically where we're wasting money where we can be investing in community integrated mental health and organized spaces, how to do this in a way that's most likely going to save us money and increase well-being exponentially. And I, I would love to work with all the candidates and I continue every time I'm on stage with them, I turn to all of them and say, we don't have to wait 
till June 6th. We could start doing this work now. Well, you have a leg up for sure, if I can use that phrase. You have a leg up that I, I begin to see emerge almost immediately after your last one from here. Well, by the way, you have in front of you a list of the candidates who will be on the ballot. I, I do have, I do have a list you're, of, you're the, of let's, the candidates Let's go, get here. this started on bringing other candidates in. But we're starting with you, Amy. Read the list. Uh, All right. So, of course, we've got Amy Farrowweiss, who's with us here today. Um, we have Angela Aliotto. Uh, Michelle Bravo, London Breed, Richie Greenberg, Jane Kim, Mark Leno, and Ellen Lee Zhao. And you pronounce her name Zhao. Zhao. That's Zhao. how you say her last name. Thank you. Oh, and uh, all of the, these candidates, these all of these people will be appearing on the ballots in front of us in June. Is that right? True, and you get to vote for your first place, second That's place, it, and third place candidate. In fact, you, Amy... Well, the one I knew about ranked choice voting, I remember when it came in, I knew that people kind of uh, remember my backstory is that I was involved with the first committee of Congress. I happened to mention last night at the socialist, at the uh, meeting of the Democratic Socialists, I remember now, meeting of the idea of having a community Congress. And I was at the first community Congress, out of which such things as ranked choice voting and these others all emerged. That's the middle 70s, you That's know? That's wonderful. District elections emerged. Ranked choice voting emerged. And here we are decades later, still emerging. Fuck still yeah. emerging. Still emerging. And I want to jump back to the one, two, three. Um, Let's do that. Uh, campaign yeah, coalition it. that happened last time when you were actually running against Ed Lee. Um, and then you had the coalition of you and um, Francisco Herrera and Stuart Schuffman. And it was one, two, three, replace Ed Lee. Correct. Um, and we actually had a forum with the three of you here at Mutiny yeah. Radio. And now it's one, two, three for equity. So um, how, what, what, what's the, obviously you're not running against our departed mayor, um, but uh, what's changed and, and what do you mean when you say one, two, three for equity? So it's so important for us to understand where all the candidates are on different issues. And I was actually at the GLBTQ Museum recently. Uh, there's an Angela Davis exhibit there right now. And I hadn't been there before, though. And I went to the back and there was a poster with Harvey Milk. And it said, don't wait until election day to know where your candidate stands on issues. And so actually, uh, let's go back a, a little bit. So back in, I think it was November, I was invited by David Talbot to come to a meeting for uh, the Forming Progressive Alliance. And yeah, so Talbot was the guy who wrote uh, the, the, the Season, of the, season Witch, of the Witch. I have a copy of my backpack. Which is about right what now. happened in the 70s with People's Temple and all the other stuff. It's about all of that leading it's from then to now. Yeah, history lesson. And Go it ahead. has a little bit about Ed Lee in there when he was a community activist. And yeah, so, Asian caucus, yeah. So I went to this meeting over at Counterpulse, and you know, a lot of the stalwarts of the progressive community were there. Uh, you know, Tim Redmond and. I don't know if Tom Amiano was at that first one I went to, but Denise Sullivan was there. I'm a big fan of her. She's a, also a local author and now works for the Examiner with an article. Um, ben Becker was there. It was good because the last time around in 2015, there had been a group that Aaron Peskin had been at and Christina Olaghi and David Talbot and Tim Redden, but there weren't many younger people. And so post Bernie, now we have the Bernie Kratz and we have uh, 
the Democratic Socialists of America SF chapter, and so you and so there was uh, also members from Harvey Milk Club that were younger. So this time around, it was a better blend. Uh, not as much, also still needing more diversity in terms of representation from the Latino community and African-American community. But so we were at this this first meeting and we were talking about what, or the second one, and we were talking about what to call it. And just like there's a Richmond Alliance, Progressive Alliance, in that vein, the idea was the San Francisco Progressive Alliance. And Richmond, I said- Richmond, California, not Richmond. Richmond, District. California, correct. And so I said- you know, I don't even know exactly what progressive means to anyone anymore. And what I'm really feeling right now is this idea that we need a revolution of equity. And I just had that feeling. And so this was a month before Ed Lee passed away. And when he passed, I really felt like it was this earthquake that was shaking things up like a revolution, giving us the opportunity to make San Francisco an epicenter of equity. And so that was this thought that came to me when we were thinking about what our vision is for the future. And I want us to have this shared list of outcomes that are strategic, actionable for whoever becomes mayor so that we can address the key issues of our times, you know, in, including where we do our banking and how we invest, uh, how we develop affordable housing, how we humanely and strategically end our encampment crisis, how we have community and immigrated mental health and access to cannabis. So all of, you know, how we have reparations and economic justice for our African-American community and grow and sustain our African-American community as a point of focus right now. So all of these things I, I really want to get us moving towards. And once again, we we all have to collaborate because no one's going to win this election with 50% of the vote. And so what's interesting is now Mark Leno and Jane Kim's campaigns are aligning and going for dual endorsements, and they've gotten a few that way. And I think that's great. I'd like to join the party because we have room for three, and I'm pushing on key issues, and I want to work with Jane and Mark in that way. I also am open to working with London and Angela. I haven't had as much uh, success in that at this point. Uh, but then Ellen Lee Zhao, I've actually met with a few times, and although we're radically different, like she was, she's for keeping Costa Hawkins and not expanding rent control. I'm against, you know, Costa Hawkins and want to repeal it, so we expand rent control to all buildings. But when we talk together, she understands where I'm coming from, and we've come up with these hybrid ideas where I realize, yes, we need to support small property owners. I still want to activate that empty unit, but I'm, and I want to expand rent control, but I want to help you as a small property owner. So it, it's tempered a little bit of how I, I shape that approach. And I really appreciate Ellen in certain ways, but I, what I've found is that she has been open-minded to me, challenging her around issues of cannabis and, immigration and rent control on the surface you'd think there's nothing there in common and then you have a conversation with her and she works you know she came from a small place in china that she actually says she's related to ed lee's village you know and she came from china and she works as a public health nurse she's an activist organizer through seiu 1021 she's a fighter and so she actually does represent 
many people. She has a radio program where she says she talks to tens of thousands of people. Uh, I haven't verified that, but that's what she said. And I, I think that she does have a following and some people say, don't even talk to her. And I don't understand that at all because how are we going to heal things unless we seek out our shared values and vision and shape that together? Right. And, so what and, we're saying is oh, that, sorry, Dave. That's, uh, that uh, here we're almost early March. Early March, uh, 1, 2, 3, Amy. <laughs> At this moment, uh, you may, but she's going to be on the ballot. Am I right? That's who you're leading to. That's why we were speaking yes. of her at the moment. She's going right. to be on the Ellen ballot. Ellen But uh, at the moment, we say one, two, three, you're running, but the other two, three, and how that uh, how that plays out is still open. Is that right? Well, you for me, it, it, I am solidified at this juncture. I, I'm you saying- the other two? I'm one, saying two, Amy Farrah-Weiss, number one, Jane Kim, number two, and Mark Leno, number three. Unless something right. different comes along, and I'm very impressed. And, you know, I'll keep my mind open because I keep wanting to keep my mind open to London Breed. I keep wanting to see an opportunity. And then, but for me, it really requires honesty about what you've done in the past and and a, a strategic plan that, that takes into account what the data is presently. And so I've, you know, we, we had this debate on Tuesday night, and I did mention that London Breed was part of a 6-5 moderate to progressive split on Airbnb legislation from David Campos in 2015 that didn't allow for us to make sure that Airbnb required the hosts to have a permit. And so I remember it too. And then we went to legislation on the ballot with Prop F to because that didn't pass. And so, and then I, and then Prop F, F didn't pass. Correct, correct. And it and many argue that it was too complex. And I I agree that the one thing that should have been on Prop F at that point was just what David Campos had said about you must have a registered permit to be able to use the site, or else we don't know if it's legal or not. And so London Breed was part of that six five vote against it. And I mentioned that and she asked for clarification from me and it seemed that she was sure that I was wrong. And then I she said, I need clarification. And so I took the mic and said, the year was twenty fifteen, David Compost legislation to require the host to have a permit. And then Mark Leno took the mic and said, I side with Amy, that was the vote. But it, it was very interesting because no one should be emotional about a previous vote. If you voted that way and you don't agree with it, that's okay. You can explain why you changed your mind or that it was a mistake. Just like Jane Kim made a mistake with the Twitter tax break. And I, I saw her response to the Democratic Socialists of America candidate questionnaire form where it says, is there a piece of legislation you feel like you've made a mistake on and why? And she, well, or someone on her staff wrote a very nice three-paragraph response about the Twitter tax break and how she felt like she was make, ameliorating it or mitigating it from what it could have been. And right, there's a, there's well, so many, so many. Val, Val, do you know what's so many in the ins and outs? I mean, uh, okay, I, you know, I, it's just kind of as a general 
you know, on, on, on topic about kind of how you were explaining how it's kind of hard to get City Hall to respond, you know, to you. And, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're a candidate who is definitely thinking outside the box of normal everyday politics. And I see that, you know, the complexity of politics and we see it even in this local level, but also in our national level, how there's so many different little compromises sure. and deals and like, well, OK, I can support this. Maybe I'm not going to support this now because I'm going to support something else that is going to take and take this into account later. So it's yeah, it's um, it's an interesting kind of um, you know, field to, you know, when you, when you look at specific votes and then, mm-hmm. and then you kind of need a, a broader, you know, kind of be able to kind of have a bird's eye view of seeing like, well, what else was going on? Um, so I can see how, uh, you know, having this, these conversations about, you know, point specific, uh, votes, you know, is important, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of, kind of tricky. It is. And that's why, we just have to discuss it because you can look backwards and say, oh, I see how that actually did keep 4,000 units illegally off the market with this Airbnb vote. And with the Twitter tax break, we were rewarding the corporations and we were rewarding the uh, property owners who had kept Market Street vacant and blighted rather than creating a new path for our economy. And what ended up happening is something that we, the writing was on the wall. You guys saw that coming, right? Because you knew what happened during the first tech boom. What happened during the first tech boom of the late nineties, early two thousands, we saw so many people get displaced. It was not a surprise that it should have not been the surprise to anyone that if we were inviting an influx of tech companies here, that we would have the same results. Startups, not from, even sure where they're going to be going. From 10 not years sure prior. Not even they're going to be later, will they still be around? Now, let me say as an asterisk, for those who are not sure, the Twitter tax breaks, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong, was Twitter was going to move their headquarters to Market Street. But to do it, they, they demanded or they wanted a tax break. They were given that tax break. Among the majority who voted for it was, was the pre- now president of the Board of Supervisors. She might have been then was London Breed. Am I right so far? No. no. She no, wasn't Kim. on the board at that okay, point. Okay, she it wasn't was on the board Jane yet. Kim. It was Jane Kim. And it so, was David Chu was, I think, good. the board president at the time. And David Chu, Jane Kim, and Ed Lee worked together on that. And now, now it all comes right. back. And they kind of they kind of pushed it forward as a market street revitalization. That's we want these companies did. to come here. We want more business and jobs in the city and all these things. So we're going to give this. So we're Twitter. going to give Twitter, uh, you know, like this big tax break. Um, and it was a limited time, right? Is it was it a? a it was well, just that's a, one of the things that Jane Kim added to it was okay. that it would expire at a certain that's point. Right. And so uh, I think it's a six-year period or eight, nine-year period. Or I, yeah, I don't it was remember. somewhere in there, like five or ten years or something. It's interesting. Dolby actually didn't take the tax break. They moved there, and they didn't decide to take the tax break. But what else happened in 2011? Do you remember there was a huge shift in how we did our taxes? So it had been a payroll tax, and it shifted to some combination of payroll and gross receipts. And also, they changed it so that if you went public, you didn't have to give any of your offerings. So Twitter went public and made a huge amount of money that the city could have had 
some part of it. But so that happened in 2011. There was a huge, you know, a design that was very much planned by the power structure of of Gavin Newsom and Willie Brown and Ron Conway working together to figure out how do we make this a tech center. It was a deliberate choice. It wasn't a choice to shift the economy so that we would sustain. We would gr- it, the economy should really be growth agnostic. Oh my goodness! Because it, what it it's not really about growth per se. It's about sustainability, and so. If you look at Scandinavian countries and like what many people call democratic socialist countries, you'll see that they have great ratios between a gross domestic product and gross national happiness because they're making sure that the economy, even though you have many individuals who are making lots of money, it's okay, Americans, people can still make lots of money. (laughs) You know, it's you still can. But the idea is that we're making sure that we're meeting the essential needs of all residents so that the well-being is distributed but then you know people can still make money and so there's a high gdp in sweden and norway but also a gross national happiness that is higher than our own and is that not one of our three goals life liberty and, and the, the pursuit, pursuit of happiness, of happiness? <laughs> so they say right and, and so sounds, so no, flash forward we had the you know a lot of the tech companies moving into san francisco with these incentives um and therefore, a lot of high-paying jobs uh, showing up in San Francisco and a lot of people showing up in San Francisco to fill those high-paying jobs and landlords, for you know, for better or for worse, seeing it as an opportunity to make more money off of a lot of the properties that they may, may have in, in San Francisco, uh, starting this kind of big, um, uh, you know, a, a, definitely a correlation between this of, of uh, lots of evictions, um, lots of uh, real estate, um, d- not only developers, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, people who come speculators. in, speculators, thank speculators. you, uh, who come in and now see that, oh, this property, I, c- I can actually fill this property at this, you know, high rate of rent. So there's been so many people in our community, in our city, displaced, evicted, um, taken out of whether they're rent controlled or not, um, living situations, families being the biggest uh, growing population of homeless people in San Francisco, um, one out of 25 uh, public school kids in San Francisco, SFUSD, are now considered homeless, wow. whether or not that they're, um, you know, so uh, and, and homelessness being defined as not having a permanent residence necessarily, or if the family is displaced and they move in with another family and they all camp out in the living room, that's considered being, you know, homeless or displaced as well. So there's part of that as a population of, uh, of this, I mean, just families you know, being out on the street. Um, whereas I think in the, in the past, we, we, I mean, we've had homelessness as, as a public issue for decades now, but, um, the population, the homeless population, I think has really changed. Yeah. And have you seen the numbers, the stats on how much of the city has left since 2010? It's, it's something to the effect of an estimation of 400,000 people. 
Right, which is half, half of the, the population. City. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we're saying, to sum it up, was really what I'm realizing, that, Amy, this election you're running in is going to be important and an important election. It might be, in some ways, our last chance to survive. Is that right? Feels oh, that I don't know. I mean, survival of the most adaptable. But the thing is that we don't want to just survive. Up. We want to thrive, which means we have to organize and cooperate and have a actionable vision and vote one two three for equity weiss kim leno let's and, do this well that sounds uh, uh pretty interesting to me i was thinking of the way by way over here as i contemplate what now i wanted i've noticed you you've on your card you're looking out looking like we're ready register to vote with a registration campaign collaborative leadership for a fair share economy quote unquote fair share in other words, we're all in this together. That's how I read that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting and significant. The first, uh, the first uh, point you, made, uh, you have on your list here is that of a public bank. We've seen what, uh, what's happening with Wells Fargo. Oh, my goodness. We're seeing what's happening with the bank. But a public bank would, be, would, again, correct me if I'm wrong, a public bank would be a place where, where the pension funds can put their money in whether it be the pension funds can put their money in, whether the city can put their money in, where you and I could put our money in, it would be a public bank, a publicly owned bank, mm-hmm. and could be used for investment purposes, could be used to help make some of the things happen which you would like to see. Am I right so far? Very right. And this would be one, two, three. And and you said uh, you, Kim and Leno, are uh, you've been sitting with them at various events in the last weeks. Is that right? The, the bunch That's right. of you sit I'm together. Still, they, I don't think they would say publicly right now to vote for anyone bank. but themselves. But what about a public bank? But Do they support the they idea of a public bank? They all have said they support a public bank. So the, I think we're we've moved in a good direction. And with this. ideas, time is right. And there's and a right. task force that's been assembled to uh, to research and see what that would look like. Right. And I heard from the task force meeting that just happened this last week is that the mayor's office of housing, uh, Kate is her name. I can't remember her last name at the moment. Hartley, something to that effect. And she's the new head of, used to be Olson Lee was the head of uh, the Department of Housing, and now it's her. And she was there and as part of the task force and wanting to know how can we use this to invest in housing development, which is a very good sign. And which is the next thing on your list. Well, I would say public bank, uh, uh, you can count me in, public bank. I think uh, and the public bank has been under discussion from the very progressive side of the the very progressive side for quite some time and has been emerging and I think it should be continued to emerge and it's interesting that your second point is thousands of affordable using units, the affordable units for workers and families. And you just said in this task force and a connection that could be made between the public bank, the, 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 the public bank would mean money would be available from pension funds and the like to afford and afford and such things as affordable housing. Am I right so far? So yes, that's why there's that's a number distinction the between pension funds and banks. Uh, you know, a pension fund could use a particular bank to 
hold its investments and then distribute. But I'm not, I'm not entirely sure on that point. So I want to clarify that um, pensions, we do have a pension system for San Francisco city workers. And right now there's an effort to divest from fossil fuels. And I think it's about $500 million that would be divested from fossil fuels, which could go into affordable housing development locally because there'd be a good return if we had certain projects that were by right, you know, they were going to move forward because they were a hundred percent affordable up to 120% AMI. So, but by the way, if John Avalos had become mayor in 2011, we'd have a public bank. We would have invested in affordable. We would have divested from fossil fuels. We would have had, we would have been on our way to this fair share economy. If I had become mayor in 2015, we would have been on our way to these things. Now we have a great uh, situation where, you know, of course I have an opportunity. I'm an underdog, but I have an opportunity to be the next mayor and people are, all the time telling me, wow, you actually have actionable strategies and you talk from the heart and you care about people. And I see that and I'm voting for you. I I hear that all the time. So it's happening. But at the same time, if Jane Kim becomes our next mayor, I will be happy and we can work with that. Right. If Mark Leno becomes mayor, we can work with that. Um, so we have the three. If I, I am very focused on getting one of us elected because I feel hopeful about the future with one of us as the next mayor. And you're getting uh, going uh, on a regular basis, or at least a weekly basis, to these various uh, meet, your, uh, meet your candidates. You, this, this is giving you a chance. It's emerging organically, I said again, for you guys to get to know one another. Get to be on the same page because some of these uh, get to be on the same page. But hey, Amy, uh, from uh, uh, since we are Facebook friends, and uh, Val, do you get it too? Do you get Amy's uh, almost on a daily basis? Right. We hear from Amy. Is that right? Yeah, the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. That's where it began, really, with that. But it's emerged uh, becoming your your plan for an affordable for a collaboration, collaborative leadership, and a fair share economy has been emerging all year long. I think we can say that uh, without uh, for twenty years. Oh yeah. Well, well I'm not, I'm, I just turned forty-one, I so I know it has forty-one years. I see. I know it has, but in terms of us connecting, I've seen it emerge. Like you t- and la- the- I sorry, I had a question though, because last time uh, in the last election. Uh, with the ranked choice voting and just to like let everybody know ranked choice voting means that uh, as a voter in San Francisco for mayor and for different city office, some city offices supervisors right you get you get to um, basically cast um, votes towards three different people so um, let's say you vote for you know a- Amy Jane and 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 Mark Leno um, and then uh Let's say that the the pers- basically if if there's a, a candidate that gets fifty percent or more of the vote, they automatically win. Um, but as we see in this field, that's certainly not going to be the case. Correct. So um, the person who gets the the lowest number of first rank first choice votes is eliminated 
And then um, if you happen to vote for that person who got eliminated, then it goes to the, your sec you get your second choice, which is then counted. And it kind of, it, so it instigates this it's instant runoff until one candidate emerges with more than 50%. It's very exciting. Is that right? Yes, that was Perfect. a very yeah. good description. It was. It. Hey, Val, it sure was. And so now you know. Been, what we're I've, been, doing. I've been working on that one for like three years now. I'm like, how well, do I describe uh, that to people? Uh, uh, that was <laughs> great. That was and great. the idea of Mark... Uh, Amy, and uh, uh, the three of you, to getting to know one another, getting to connect to one another, and also we have emerging. So you could play, you mentioned the uh, the Democratic Socialists, the Bernie Cats, and all these other folks that started out by focusing on the national election, but I think that now if they're going to be, they're, they're going to realize that it all begins at home, and begin to get involved with what's happening locally. Yes. I think, uh, particularly as a member of the of the as a member with a, a foot uh, with one foot as a uh, as a democratic socialist as a are member. you a member? I am. Oh, and guess what? Well, and, Can we talk about that for a second? And as and one foot as an anarchist, uh, that's what I am. Please, let's talk about it. Are you and a paying member of the Well, I'm a DSA? member. A member. I, I'm going to pay on the first, but I have been uh, signed okay. up as a member. Because can uh, I tell you about their process? It's interesting. I'm a uh, member yeah, as well. Okay, I think. I, but please tell us, the tell DSA? everybody about it, because mm -hmm. the Democratic Socialists. They were here last week. I definitely on a move. Yeah. So the, their the, their endorsement process has been the most of a gauntlet than any other in that first you had to say, I have five members that vouch for me. So I have five people that said that they would accept a text message saying, do you allow her to get a candidate questionnaire? Then their questionnaire came and wow, was this thing thorough. I thought SEIU 10 ones was thorough, but this one, was a broader oh, no. amount of questions. Now. And there was something like 75 questions oh, and they were goodness. all very complex. Uh, you know, there was some, do you support or oppose, but most of them asked for reasoning. And, and so I, you know, I'm doing all of my questionnaires, whereas most people have a team of people working on them. Uh, so that one was very thorough. So now it'll go to, so Dave, can I ask you today? Will you vouch for me as of one of? I okay, will. so now I have a, now I have ten people. I need fifteen altogether. So I need to find five more people, Dave, from DSA, to say that they support me going to the next level, where I'll be considered for an endorsement. And they're not even sure if they're going to do an endorsement because they don't think that supporting a candidate is necessarily the way to win power. Hmm. And so there's, there's actually a divide. And somebody said to me, one of the, one of someone I respect said, I don't, I will not be supporting an endorsement. I'll, I'll support you getting a questionnaire, but I won't support the concept of us endorsing someone for mayor. And so it's very interesting because Bernie Sanders ran for mayor once <laughs> well, he's and so, he's mayor of, and so uh, but i don't Burlington, uh, Burlington, vermont yeah so i don't know that it's interesting so we're not sure if the dsa will actually do an endorsement hmm. and right now i have 10 out of 15 and i don't know that like i would imagine people have read my questionnaire and are people excited about what I'm well, putting out there? Now, I, I've, I've I want to I've just joined. I was at a, <laughs> on a, uh, let me give you a little slice of life. I was at the meeting at the Park Branch Library last night. 
And this was to be a meeting bringing together the Democratic Socialists and the Bernie Krats. Bernie, of course, being a Democratic Socialist in his youth, still and still still is. And, and he proclaims himself a Democratic Socialist. So I was at the meeting yesterday, and it seems like although they have this formal process, they have this committee structure. This sounds like this comes out of the electoral committee. Things are based on the committee. There's also a coalition committee. I was putting forth the idea of a community congress, that it's time for a community congress. And that's where I learned about the, uh, I'm just learning, where I learned about the coalition committee. So they have these committees, and I think it's at the point where all this sounds uh, very practical and doable and so on, but I think, uh, I, I, I believe that it's, uh, we'll see how this really works out. So do you know five people you could ask if they would support me? Well, I've got... Who are I, DSA I, members? I've, I've just joined the DSA in the last month. Oh, okay. I've been at a couple of meetings. I'll come to the next meeting. I know they don't, uh, I could see some of the people don't know quite how to take me. There's some that, uh, there's, uh, there's some that maybe their they're right foot is in the DSA, and with me, my right foot is as, as a grassroots anarchist, but other, or their left foot, others are more Marxist in their orientation. Mm -hmm. And all of this, uh, the DSA, of course, is a- A lot of um, comrades. It's an umbrella, umbrella kind of organization. You can join, you join, but they, but they don't have an ideology that you're that you're uh, compelled to uh, follow. They're not like some Marxist group, like the ISO or the Socialist Workers Party. They're not like that. They tend to be democratic socialists, and I think a lot of them are really young, and I think a lot of them have joined first because their 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 meetings are exciting and fun. I think there's a whole social thing involved, and plus um, plus I think they've joined. Because Bernie is a democratic socialist. And so, well, democratic socialist. Bernie is a democratic socialist. I'm going to be one too. But it's, I think that's pretty, pretty much the extent of they're, they're, they're in a learning position of what democratic socialist really means. Well, if we could jump from ideology to the practicality, well, Amy. Practical so, um, who they are. Amy, what, um, what do you think is, what would be your biggest? issue um, in this mayor's race. I know that there are several issues that all of the candidates are focused on, focused on housing, focused on homelessness, focused on public safety. Um, but what would what would you say is your maybe your biggest issue or at least the biggest issue where you feel like you have um, a practical plan ready to roll out on day one? Well, that would definitely be the biggest crisis of our city, which is an overlapping crisis of a lack of shelter people living on our street without access to basic needs such as secure sleep and storage and access to toilets and garbage disposal. So just basic needs being met. And then also we have an opioid crisis and, and meth. We have a mental health crisis and we have uh, increasing property crime. And I think if we were to actually work with everyone who is currently on our streets, which is very manageable, don't let anyone tell you different. It is very manageable. We have the budget for it and I have a plan. We can do this work as a community and we can create safe organized spaces working together. And we're going to see with more people belonging and feeling part of our city and part of neighborhoods that we're going to see these issues start to be solved at the root 
rather than what we're doing, which is pouring money into SFPD and DPW, they have huge budgets right now. They've tripled. And so we have 30 million a year at least that's being spent by DPW and SFPD just for encampments. If we had $30 million to spend on actually doing the work, we could get 3,000 people into safe organized spaces for a year with complimentary support services, you know, so that are going to address all these issues. So I was just over at Berry Street that has had encampments on it for years. And there's enough space on Berry Street for people to park if there was a barrier and then have set up shelters there. And what was so awesome is that I was standing there talking to people that I've known for a couple years and holding these two new puppies that they have. Ben and Yen have these two new puppies. And this man came up um, and he said, does anybody want a voucher for a sandwich? I just went to Starbucks and they gave one. And so he did that. And I said, hey, do you live around here? And he said, yeah, I live right over there. And I said, so I've been trying to work on dealing with this encampment crisis with people here for a long time. I was like, what do you think would happen if we had like a barrier made of these planter boxes, very attractive with succulents that are going all the way down. And then we have these five by eight by eight shelters. And we have a a couple of food trucks along here to provide food and we have bath like so we actually have a whole system here because this has been here for years right and he said yeah he's like that's awesome I would love to see that happen then he told me that he's the owner of two nightclubs one of them four blocks away called audio on Folsom Street Um, and so he was very excited about let's do this And he's a neighbor and a local business owner who's seen this happen for years. And then we have Ben and a few other guys that were standing there and getting excited about this. And this is something that would be something that the whole world would come and actually see like, wow, they have these little integrated community villages. What makes them special is that they have, I said, here's what it would take. You'd have to have a weekly meeting. Everyone would sign an individual agreement for their structure like a sro lease agreement where you're agreeing to certain things you lock your door that's you you know just like if you're in a condo and you're gonna do a line of cocaine in your condo and do whatever you want like that's just like any in an sro in a house like we're not gonna micromanage people's lives behind closed doors Mm -hmm. but when you come out into the community then if you are doing something that other people have to experience because of your aggro attitude or because of open drug use or whatever it is, although we should have a cannabis consumption space because I don't put that in the same category as other drugs, uh, but keep your drug use contained, keep whatever you're doing contained. When you're living in community, there are rules and agreements where you keep your stuff, how you behave, but all very reasonable and dignified, just like in an SRO, just like in a condo. And if you can follow those things, then we're good. You just have a weekly meeting. You have 10 hours that you participate to the operation of the village. And, or maybe you have a job. So you, instead of doing that 10 hours, you pay someone else to do your 10 hours, you know, and that's possible. So it's a whole system. And then there's, there's a tribunal of sorts where there's, it's just like the community land trust model that has like, let's say a nine person board 
three members of that board are going to community integration team, I call it, are the villagers. And they're democratically elected from the group, three people to represent the group. Three people are neighbors or local business owners. And three people are the service workers that are there. There are three service workers, part-time, a community integration manager that supports the relationships between all the groups. You have a transitional vocational coach. So everyone has to meet when they do an intake, make sure we know where you're at with your housing goals and your vocational goals and what's your current income. What's your, let's take a good look at what's going on. And then you have to meet because you have to be on track with your goals. It's you set your goals, but... We want to make sure that you're making a good faith effort towards those goals. So you could meet with this person once a month. You could meet with them twice a week, you know, depending on how motivated you are, but got to be at least once a month. Uh, and then there's someone there to help people do the meetings and make sure that everyone's doing their, their, what they've agreed to. And if there's conflict, you know, help people deescalate. Maybe Joe gets triggered very easily by, uh, you know, by Rick, you know, and so it's like, okay, we need to move Rick and Joe on different sides of the group, or maybe Joe needs to even be in a different village altogether because it just doesn't work, you know. So it's just working with each individual. And then if someone needs more structure, let's say Joe gets triggered and says to everyone, I want to punch you, uh, it's like, okay, Joe, well, you didn't punch anyone, so that's good. You know, you just said you wanted to. Even saying that makes other people uncomfortable. So we're going to have you do like a check-in with a mediator. And then we're going to try oh to God. resolve this conflict. But if, if you, maybe you need to do 30 minutes of meditation a day to deal with the flooding and the anger that comes from the trauma you've experienced, you know? So it's like dealing with each person in a restorative justice path of healing, mental health, well-being. That's the only way this is going to work if you treat each person like an individual and but also as part of the village and you have responsibilities in a village. It's not just about you. It's about you and your community. And then uh, so the villages would emerge. Well, that sounds beautiful. That sounds like a kind of a utopian situation that we can only hope to live up to. But I was thinking as mayor or, or now running with mayor and sitting side by side with uh, with Jane Kim and Mark Lino, the guys are getting to know one another. If one of the two of them is elected, that means that, that, that I would see emerging, emerging the various departments that would have a, a very different uh, orientation than the departments that they are now or were under uh, uh, that they have been. Well, the departments themselves could have social workers who would be who would be assigned to do this kind of thing, assigned not to just sit at a desk and sign papers, but to be but would be picked and would be assigned to do the kind of work you're thinking you're speaking of. Sure. Well, but, there are some people that do need to sit at a desk and sign papers. Well, of course, well, there should be a place for everybody. Yes. I'm not uh, not uh, <laughs> not for telling anybody, but I can see the emergence of a more organic, uh, a more more organic situation where social services could be right down in the camps in some ways and the camps will emerge I live uh, as you may or may not live I live, uh, I live right there by the Allen right, right across the road from the Alamany Farmers Market yeah so every day I walk uh, under 
under under the freeway. That's 101, and, they, and they've already going out. And I see I see the hole in the fence and people coming through. And there's a camp there that will be, that will begin to be fruitful. And then the um, and then the uh, the cops will come and say you guys got to move. They don't tell you where to move, but they say you got to be out of here. You got 10 hours, or you pack up and you go. So we're talking about the idea of camps, of these transitional camps. Villages. That, that would be villages that have a chance to be a commune, a community situation, that be, people could be, be find uh, fruitful, fulfilling, and a step along the way. How's that? They're safe, organized spaces, which the acronym is SOS. So we have a crisis. We have people who don't have access to basic needs, SOS. And the solution is also SOS, safe, organized spaces. And as a longtime member of Food Not Bombs, to the, to the degree that we have a member uh, count us in, we, we definitely have a, a bit of that. Uh, we have a, a lot of that, uh, that, that experience, and it would be a great way to lend a hand. I remember in the past, some years ago, when we had that homeless camp right in City Hall for a while, and we were able to set up our kitchen and actually cook and feed the people there right across from City Hall. Food not bomb, saying get in the loop and have some soup. No time to fry and frown, it's time to chow down. <laughs> food not bombs is the key, and the food we have is always free. <laughs> well, uh, Amy, it's so good to kick off this candidate's, uh, candidate's hours uh, with you. Uh, what do you think, Val? Yes, I think it, it's great to have you in here, and I'm really uh, excited. I've been going around uh, as the kind of civic politico nerd that I am. I've gone to several of the mayoral forums and I'm, I haven't stopped, I'm not stopping yet. I've gone to a couple of the kickoff parties as well. Um, it's great to see you up there on the panel, uh, getting your voice heard and having other people chime in and say, oh, you know what? She's making a lot of sense here. And then, <laughs> wow, nobody else is saying anything like that. Well, notably, when I saw you at the library at the Coret Auditorium, you were the only candidate who wasn't uh, saying that we need to like beef up our police force, which I thought was kind of an interesting, um, you know, di yeah. a di 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 big difference between you and the other candidates, because I think a lot of every, everyone who was on that panel anyway, um, the kind of major candidates, if you will, um, Alioto, Breed, Kim, Leno, and yourself, um, there was a lot of, you know, in, there was a lot of crossover between different ideas and, you know, maybe some variations with an approach, but it seemed like everybody kind of has the same issues, um, just various ways of going about uh, dealing with them. Well, I do not currently trust anyone to start treating the encampment crisis like a crisis except myself. I do not trust anyone to actually move forward around cannabis issues, except myself and maybe Mark Leno. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Mark Leno has a focus on that and connections in that community, he has those which, which reminds me on April 8th, we're having a working symposium at the street food park. So I'm a street food park and it's around cannabis legislation that we want to focus on locally and policy and programming uh, and as well as what state legislation will need to change uh, in order for us to do what we want to do in San Francisco. So all the candidates will be invited to that. And there's a great lineup, including uh, Nina Parks and Terrence Allen is coming and Dominic Rapoli. So uh, and Ivy uh, Summer, I'm excited about. 
well, everyone that, yeah, being there. That 100 flowers, in this case, uh, ganja flowers, that 100 flowers bloom. <laughs> yes. Uh, the schools of Kaka, well, I'll definitely be there. And I think we should, uh, well, let's try to, uh, the week before, let's try to get some on the show here, should we? To put it out there, because I'd like nice. to, uh, I, well, this gives us a chance to talk. Gives us a chance to. I've been smoking the good herb uh, since, since 1957. Lovely. And did I ever <laughs> think that it would become illegal? That it would be, actually become legal? No, only, only in my wildest dreams. Oh, 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 oh. Well, interestingly enough, I think your mind is as sharp as it, as it is. Most people don't understand that cannabis actually kills the beta amyloid plaques that lead to dementia and Alzheimer's. Oh, my goodness. And so... We are actually fortifying our brain when we are using cannabis and THC in proper amounts. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. Moderates in all things. <laughs> they moderate all things. Even uh, moderation. That's why. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> hey, sister. So that's good why. to see you. There's no one. So good to have you here. And as uh, as you said, Amy, Mark, um, and Mark and Kim. That's the, the progressive side of the ballot. Now, the, now, Marklino has been away for come sometimes. I knew him; he knows me too. But he's been away in Sacramento, so he's got. I think I agree with this. He has to has quite a bit to learn about what's been going on here, the nuts and bolts of what's happening here. Is that right? Sure. Man, so I'd, Mark I'd, I'd love to have a sit down with him and dive into it. I've been to it. That's why I was hoping you guys could be doing now that you're meeting them. Then you can say, hey, Mark. Hey, Jane. Come on. Let's go sit down for a while. Let's go get a coffee or tea and then maybe in smoke a jay and talk about where we go from here and what we can do, how we can do more together than any of us, either of us, any of us can do on our own. One, two, three. How's that? I like it. Well, this will be Mutiny Radio. This will be the Common Thread Collective. One, two, three. We're finding that common thread, and we're letting life uh, flourish. Anything else you'd like to... Can I give a quick plug? Yes, you can. How we can be found. Weissformayor.com. And I'm going to be working for public financing. So that means that if I can get $1,627 donations, then I can get public financing. And what's so great about this is that I would have $50,000 then to work with. And $50,000 is plenty for me to, it's an exciting amount for me to work this I campaign with. But I'll if see. I do 50000 then I get 100000 in public financing. And so what I would do is that we don't have to spend all that money. And I would, all the money that we don't spend can be given to a nonprofit afterwards. So we can actually invest afterwards in a nonprofit that is doing the work to help people get out of encampments and to provide basic services. So it's very exciting to think about doing that. We're gonna have some t-shirt designs out soon. And so the thought is that we're gonna try to sell 1600 t-shirts and for $27 and up. And then, you know, we're wow. gonna get this money and we're gonna get, I think I'll be taken more seriously if I can get public financing. Unfortunately, there's more ink about how much money people have raised or not raised than any other thing this campaign cycle. That's There's more articles about that than anything else. Well, with that stage right. of the campaign for sure. And hey, Amy, 
Uh, one, two, three, I wish you well. Thank you. One, two, three, I wish you well. And it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out. I think you have a, a mind for imagination. I think you have a mind to dream. I think you have a mind to put things together and help make things happen. And it will happen. And I believe that it will happen. And that's what keeps, look at you. That's Thank what keeps you. you happy. That's what keeps <laughs> that's you going right. on. And if that's you want to get more information, so you could yeah, go to uh, weissformayor.com, W-E-I-S-S, Weiss, Weiss for Mayor, F-O-R. Um, and also vote123forequity.org. And uh, if you're out there and you haven't been to one of the mayoral forums yet, I recommend that you, uh, you know, find one to go to or find a couple to go to and see how this conversation is evolving. See how this uh, election season, this um, abbreviated election season is moving forward at rapid pace. And a lot of the folks who are up there passionately um, trying to convince you to vote for them, uh, which is a vote for San Francisco. So uh, go out there, do your homework, and make your own decisions. But also, you know, reach out to your community and talk about, you know, things that are important to you and to your neighbors and to your uh, local business owners and your friends and your family and see, you know, no, 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 no one is an island in a democracy if we can actually work together and and uh, tie you know tie our boats up and and uh, make a make a flotilla. What's up, Dave? Oh, well, we're going to be having a, let's see we, how we get the, the, the let's have every every month every every Friday Goddess Day another candidate and we're learning as we go along. It's like a snowball that grows and grows and grows as we get together and let's try to get that three. Of the, 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 the one, two, three, and keep this going on. Can we make sure that that happens? Can we do our I am actively working on it. I believe we're going to have Angela Alioto come in at some point in the next couple of months, as well as London Breed, and we're going to be reaching out to uh, the other candidates as well. And uh, we are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at and on mutinyradio.fm. We broadcast live every Friday from the Mission District, free speech radio streaming around the planet on the internet uh, right here from our backyard. So thank you, Amy Farrah-Weiss, weissformayor.com, more information about her and her campaign. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. This show's just getting warmed up. We've got a lot of folks here who've come down to share what they've written or perform, want to perform. And uh, you're welcome to come down too. It's just about 4.20 right now. So we've got about another hour and 20 minutes to go. And plenty of time to come and say your peace.
Show! 
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. That was some music from our friend Rastaria. You can check out more of her music at AsteriaRecords.com. And uh, yeah, things are cooking, cooking over here at Mutiny Radio. We're here with Diamond Dave, of course, and our friend Ryan Casada showed up. What's up? And we've got Bree here in the studio as well. Hey. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back after that musical break. Um, so, Ryan, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you guys, too. So, um, tell us what you've been about. I know we've been in the Southland. Yeah, I'm um, living in L.A. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that means you've been doing acting, I guess. Yep. You've been putting forth your... Uh, Yours, uh, which is, uh, you know, I, I go back in my mind's eye to when you used to come up on a weekly basis and play your music. I was emerging. You were really part of this Common Thread Collective. Yeah. And I'd like to pay some of your stuff to my But tell us a bit. Give us some details, Ryan, of what, you're about, what's, what you've been about since we saw you last. Yeah, think, things have been really, really great for me. I feel... Um, well, break it down a yeah, bit. Yeah, I feel, really feel great. great. Um, I'm in like a really good place spiritually. I'm a good place with uh, music and writing, and um, I'm actually signing my publishing deal for my memoir tomorrow morning here. Wow. So, um, wow. congratulations! Yeah, so I'm That's... really stoked about that. So I've been writing a lot and editing and doing all that. So, so acting. what's your memoir going to be called? I don't know what it's going to be called yet. <laughs> but all the words have been written. Hollywood. So this is emerging as a transgender people to person. Do you call yourself that? What? What? How do you? How? how this is about that story and the story of who you are. Is that right? Yeah, it's just about my um my youth, my you know my upbringing, and just how to uh, continue to move forward as a youth that's been through a lot of trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with your mom, I'm thinking of your mom now. I remember when you, you brought your mom in. Yeah. And I have a really, she makes my heart go beats apart because she really seemed like a special person to me. Yeah, Your she's mom awesome. makes wigs. Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> she's right here with us. Hey, mom, your, your son is here. We've been talking. We're good. It's so good to have you back, brother. Thank you. It's good to be here. So you've been uh, down in Southern California for some time now. Uh, you've working on some projects down there as well. Yeah, keeping really busy. Yeah, and I'm right. I write for a music blog now, which is fun. So I've been discovering a lot of new, cool music. Well, shoot, like the old blues guys and so on. I don't know what what's that blog called. It's called Rock the Pigeon Music Blog. Rock the Pigeon Music Blog. Yeah. You're gonna find that. And that gets you, gives you a chance to put forth some of your own music as it develops. Yeah, totally. And also the music as, as you discover it, some of the antecedents you didn't even know you had. And suddenly uh, uh, here's somebody who, was, uh, who kind of helped open the door to where I am now. Is that right? Yes. Then Dylan did that too, didn't he? He had a show for a while hmm. where he was doing just that. I don't know if he found the music. But finding some of these old blues guys and some of these kind of Woody Guthrie's who are not Woody Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And life goes on, and he was uh, he, he was doing just that, not that long ago. I can see that that's really, I saw that in Minneapolis when I was growing where we were going to discover, mm-hmm. like John Lee Hooker and the old blues guys, starting with um, my rock and roll. This is 1961, mm. so I'm going back some time where, 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 uh, where the, what later, soon to become rock and roll began to emerge, and we were emerging too. Well, hell yeah. What do you say, Val? 
Well, speaking of rock and roll, we've got a track here by Ryan Casada called right. Light Up. Do you want to introduce this track and then we'll play it? Yeah, I wrote this song about one of my really good friends here in San Francisco. And it's just about like being here and being in love and just living life.
That was the track Light Up by Ryan Casada, who's in studio with us today. So, Ryan, tell us a little more about that track yeah. or that song. Yeah, uh, Light Up, actually, I recorded in New York, and it's all live. It's a live band, and every single person that is in the band is transgender. So that, that I thought it was, re- you know, like a cool political statement. Yeah. Yeah. Get the artists together. Uh, and you were up here doing some... Uh, you were speaking to some, uh, high, is it high, a high school? Yeah, I, I spoke at um, in Sonoma County at a high school, and I spoke to about 800 students. Wow. Yeah. And I just love that. And played some music for them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, you do many things well, but your music is where you step up. You step up, and that's how I first met you. Yeah, that, thank that, you. That, that, Ryan. When you came in here and started playing music, I forgot how you got here, but there you were, and you'd come every week, and <laughs> yeah. that was part and parcel of what we did. We'd be the Common Thread Collective, casting out a wide net and finding that common thread. So anyway, and here's Joe Pasquale. Yeah. Joe's down in L.A. too. Yep. But he's up here for a day or two for a while. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'll and when be he up comes up, week. when he comes here, when he comes here, when he comes here. Uh, he comes in because he can read uh, some of these. Talk, <laughs> talk a bit about what it is you do with these haikus and what a haiku is. Yeah, what what I do is uh, I, I take horse racing names. Usually when I'm re- relaxing from poetry or, or prose writing, and I take horse racing names and, and I, I work on combining them in a poetic way. So I come up with a sketch that's, that's very poetic. Um, and I, what I find is that uh, depending on... Uh, the the names themselves it, it'll start to compose itself as you start to see other names and it, it becomes a spontaneous exploration basically of, of of how the expression works out so and they tend to fit into different themes like um, uh, lust love camaraderie faith hope stuff like that and you've had a book at least one book yep. you you got I don't know if you could do you go to the track yourself sometime, the horse track, the race track. Uh, I'm going to be heading heading that way to to try to get some of them on the stands there. Um, it's, I I worked uh, on a second book to follow up on the first, and uh, probably in the next two three months I'm going to try to try to put some uh, for sale at at the horse horse tracks for sure. So you that's that's, that's co-productive. What's a good word? But you can pick up a copy of the racing form. Where they have, and I've noticed that myself, how they discover these, uh, how you discover all these interesting names. They come up with horses, and the horses sometimes are connected with other names, with their moms and their dads and so on. Is that right? Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, there's a lineage. A lineage, that's the word I'm looking for. um, A lot of the horses that I watched race in the 90s, I ended up following in the 2000s, and now you're starting to see like the great grandchildren of, of the horses from the 90s and they tend to carry the same name so there's there's a lineage from the from the uh from the parents well this is so interesting and you're opening up something which as far as i know haven't been it hasn't been done before let's hear some of your haiku all right so this is m- these are all around each one is around a, a name of a horse my goodness okay my. so this is some uh, newer uh horse haiku all racing names, no words added or taken away. And the first one, I'll start here. All alone, the quiet provider, good night moon. 
And that's three names, three horses? And How many horses is the names of that? Uh, that's three. three. Three different horses, all alone. The, the Quiet Provider, that's a horse. And... Uh, Good night, moon. And good night, moon. They've got three horses, and you put them together, you got a haiku. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. I think we got it. All right. Um, second one here. Board stiff. Contemplate. Ideal shadow. Oh my goodness. I see. I see them running in my head. They're off. Go ahead. Hey, you guys. Virgin girl. Just forget about it. Mousetrap, quality interest, expect kitten. Daddy's memory, virgin girl, don't tell mom. Clean mind, just in spite of it, webcam. (laughs) Tiki bar logic, tore down the billboard. Corporate Chapel, City Hall. <laughs> Corporate Chapel, City Hall. Pretty fun. So you uh, you like get a copy of the Racing Forum <laughs> or like, something, like that one and they have uh, one of the Racing Forum might have dozens of horses' names. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you make a you make slips of paper with these names for each horse's name, and then you can. Uh, then you can uh, you got the slips of paper and you can uh, and I'll, 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 what emerges is a haiku. Is that kind of like what happens? Yeah. What I'll do is I'll I'll uh, if I'm at the track I'll I'll pick names, cherry pick them as, as they're floating by and on different screens. But with the racing form, what I'll do is I'll take a highlighter and I'll actually scan the names that I'm I would want to work with. And as I'm scanning them and I, and I build those names, I can see actually. They just start writing themselves, piecing themselves together. Oh, my goodness. It's a matter of keeping track. I mean, I'll, I'll probably write 10 or 15 at the same time. I, I see. Yeah, the concentration. Okay, let's hear a few more. Uh, your choice. Howdy, Scarecrow. Tell me more. World view. Howdy, Scarecrow. And so some commission, say you got a horse. It's a, it's a, it's a horse becoming a horse. It's a becoming... Uh, becoming a horse, and it's up to who the owner to name that horse, to give it a name, and then they submit it to some commission, and they accept it because there's there's no two alike. Are there, do you ever come across uh, two horses with the same name? Um, when I did research online, when I was composing the first book, I did find some some names that were around in the 60s and 70s, according to the database, the historical database they have. So I don't know how that works, if, if a horse had the same name in the 60s. Yeah, whether well, there's a 10-year period or something. Yeah, maybe some uh, becomes public domain. And also, I do notice that they trademark names, maybe because... They trademark names. Other, yeah, other other uh, owners can't can't use a name that's similar. Yeah, there must be some... A real good name. Because <laughs> I can see how you, you submit a name, who's going to be in the race, and it's not the horse they think that it is. It's a different horse, same name. No, that couldn't happen. Go ahead. Yep. Give us a few more. All right, give you a few more. Laughing matters. I cried a tear, violet blue. Oh. Tears of the sun, dancing waves, touching rainbows. Oh. Life happens between boys lost in the fog. 
between boys, like the boys in the in the ocean. Boys. 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 Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, can you read that one again? Yeah, read that one again. That's the best Life one. Laughing happens. Life happens. Life happens. Between boys, boys. lost in the fog. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I love that one. You that's can make that. That's, a, that's got it's a like spell. a saying almost. It is a saying. It really is. Four in the morning, just whistle. You, you're a survivor. Who's for that? Give us one more. Your choice. Burning shore. I've seen the future. Add water. Add water. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, Joe Thank you. That's amazing. Delighted to have you here. Yeah, appreciate it. Come on through. And Definitely. we and people can already find some of your books. You can go on Amazon, right? And yeah. find some of your books. Yeah, I have them on Amazon Journey of the Horses. Journey of the Horses. Is the title of the book. Um, also here in San Francisco, Adobe. Um, they, they still have one copy left. Uh, oh, nice. Go to book. Adobe. Yeah. Uh, the Beat Museum has some for sale. I'll probably be reading some of these on Wednesday night at Sacred Grounds too, at the open mic. So. Okay, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try to town. make it this time. I've been, I've been, my, I've really been slowed up by my uh, back condition, but I want to start reaching out again at Sacred Grounds on a Wednesday night. It's certainly where I'd like to be. Yeah, it's a fun place. It is. It's it's really eclectic. <laughs> oh yeah, with with uh, Dan Brady as the aff always affable host down Dan Brady at Sacred Grounds. That's the longest running open mic poetry event in San Francisco since 1972. No kidding. He hasn't been doing it the whole time, but um, it's it's that that spot has been hosting oh. that since yeah, our sister 72. Passed. She was doing it. She originally and and I I've, I've been going there since 1972. So far. And knowing it's a part of a community emerging. So hopefully I can see you all out there. Those who want to come, come to Sacred Ground. It's right there on Hayes Street. Hayes and Cole, I believe. Sacred Ground Cafe. Uh, they have an open mic there. You're invited. Come and participate. And they have live streaming, too. And, uh, yeah, that's right. Like us, they're streaming live. And by podcasting, I should. Well, anyway, Val, hey, hey, Joe Pasquale, thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Dave. Let's, and why Val. don't you put some more Ryan Casadas yeah, thank on? you. Oh, yeah, I'll play another track yeah, from Ryan. Yeah, let's to Ryan. Ryan, <laughs> so good to see you. Right on. Brother. All right, this is going to be off of his album called Shine, and it's called We're the Cool Kids.
we're coming back here. We're drifting back in from our fog of a break. It's good to be here at Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val. We're here at Common Thread Collective. We've got a little while longer, and we have some uh, returning friends and some new friends in the studio. Our returning friend is poet Jack Melander. Jack. Good to see you, Jack. Hi. And here be, I want you all to meet uh, Cindy, Cindy Stay. Cindy Faye Gella. Gella. She was sitting in the corner. Came early for comedy. For comedy. And I said, Cindy, we, we don't have a one, two, three. You don't sign a list and go one, two, three down. We're more, a little more... Uh, he, uh, we're, we're, he also said I had a funny face. Well, you got a humor in the best sense. <laughs> you have a face that looks like... Look at her. It makes you want to laugh. And I want to... Hey, Val, I want to see a what funny she has face, to yeah, say. Funny face. That's interpreted in different ways. That's right. right. Well, she came here for comedy, but we have a You'll comedy in emergency. How else could we say that? You look kind of funny. Well, that's right. <laughs> but the smile—I see where he's going with the smile. Absolutely. Okay, so Cindy, let's hear. I want everybody. Let's all hear. Cindy, show us that. Give us a hint to what I can you do. Read. It's not quite poetry. Well, but, uh, perfect. I call it an ode to Louis C.K. Okay. And uh, basically, I plagiarized. Well, I didn't plagiarize. Uh, my intro to this is in five years when I'm incredibly successful and people are begging me to run for public office, I don't want any of my comedy to be taken out of context, especially any of the sexual or blue material. So this is my disclaimer using uh, Louis C.K. as an inspiration. So I want to apologize to any man that I have engaged in sexual misconduct, including masturbating in front of him. At the time, I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a man my boobs without him asking first. But what I've learned later in life, too late, is that when you have power over men because you happen to have not just one pussy but also two boobs, it's a predicament for them. The power I had over these men is that they had cocks. And I wielded that power irresponsibly. So please forgive me because I am remorseful and I've tried to learn from my behavior. So thank you, Louis C.K. Just changed a few words here and there. Obviously, it was not really an apology. Uh, but I'll let it go at that. And it didn't really work for it him. Was he, got, he got kicked out of the, out the door. Didn't he? Like okay. so many of these guys all got kicked out of the door. They thought they had it going on. Some of it happened years ago. Well, but out the door they went. because he was saying, hey, I apologize for having a dick. And uh, I think that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 pretty funny. Well, I, I, it's I, no excuse, guys. <laughs> I like you more than more than I like your good humor, which is more than just humor. I like what you have to say in your reflections on what it is we're going through, and all questions of gender, right. and what it all means. It's all there. In fact, I wanted to. I had this vision. I was on the women's march. Were you on the women's march? Oh yeah. I had this vision in the middle of having a banner. They would go across the street. They had many banners, people making their own signs. It wasn't signs that they were given by some leftist group with some slogan or other. People made their own creative signs. And I thought this idea of a banner, a banner that would go all across the street in big letters and would just say, gender free. Oh, yeah. Gender free. And it would give some, some people to scratch their heads, literally or metaphorically. Gender free. What does that mean? Now I think I got an idea. And so here we are. So, sister, you're welcome to come early and Thank participate. You. What do you think, Val? 
Oh yeah. It's yeah, always good to have, have you wait and wait to be cool. you might be number six oh, or seven I'll on the bring list. Some more material and yeah, and, and remember we we be <laughs> just pure joke. And we'd be more flexible. We'd be more lineal. We'd more letting it happen. And uh, we're we're out of category. Like this brother comes to read some poetry most every week. Why well, give a listen? So you can see how wide our. And the name of the show, by the way, is the Common Thread Collective. We are an open-ended collective, and these four lines that came to me. What do we do? We cast a wide net. Find the common thread. Let life flourish. And then don't panic. We'll just keep it organic. So it's about finding the common thread. Not comedy, not serious, not poetry, but but it has a common thread that emerges, which are cells of fellow human beings. So here's a good example. What do you have to give us, brother? Um, well, I used to be a medical transcriptionist, so this is a kind of a poem about that. It's called, um, To a Lady from My Typing Pool. <laughs> With tainted liquid and the fluid seas whereon very life was wont to wone, who'll bring technology to its knees? Who'll be together now with old alone? At end of science business rope, let inspiration go gaspacious. But should people gasp up dope, it's fired, it's jail, not only gracious. What seemly answer to feelings ire leaves competing back to father sperm? Leaves analysis to, analysis to contingent fire, perfidy in the reaper to the worm. Till plusher lusts are vouched more hot, man known less teeming than each rare. For what becomes not how much got, who will mollify hope's outraged air? Discarding pint of semix swill, the poet staggers on the shore. To avoid as much of self-harm still as possible, he's now resolved. Though underblatantly employed, as though the spirit weren't annoyed that so much time's lost from poetry, let verse forego futility. Tomorrow, while we list the grievous tales of this one's maladies, what that one ails, I'll dwell on every fresh delight of you who all forms of vitality endue. While through my earphones, Dr. Smith intones her nostrum for the dowager Miss Jones, I'll be half lost in thinking about when we lie in bed together once again. I snuggling up to your calescent heat, which for revivifying can't be beat. As I get all the latest on the bladder of Bailiff Smith, how Father Cross went madder upon his psychotropics being cut, I'll contemplate the contours of your butt. <laughs> my, my fingers tickling now, no more than plastic, will soon caress your sexy curves, fantastic. My half-shocked-into-wandering-wits-type prose reports upon the warts upon the nose of burgers rich enough to well def defray. Huge fees wherefrom MD's small wages pay. But heart with my distracted mind goes out and finds you, hugs you. There can be no doubt. So thought does not affect the slightest pout to hear of Sergeant Boyle's flare of gout. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That was a lot, that was a fun one. That was yeah, a really not, fun we're, one. We're not officially comedy in any kind of strict sense, but we do what we do. Yeah. Whatever anybody brings to the plate, there's a song called "The Revolution Starts Now." Maybe we could play. We haven't played it for a while. Then last night I had a dream. Maybe we brought what they had to bring, and nobody went went without. So this is the way they show that people bring what they have to bring, and the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You have another there, don't yeah. you, brother? I, I have a couple of little ones. Come on, though, good enough. This one's called Mineral. A small boy sits upon the drive, his curiosity alive. He brings his hammer down upon a stone he'd gotten from the lawn. From two rocks now a cry does flash. He wonders whether he'd been rash. The mineral has cast its hex. The claws recoil, he underchecks. A sweaty kid on summer's day evolves through many forms of play. Then later, toward the afternoon, a mother drops a silvering spoon. When she looks down from where she stood to see her son's scalp drenched with blood, 
A poet sits upon a stair descending to an asphalt street. His mind's eye sees the quarry where its gravel stones did grinders meet. The poet's happy in the main to watch the tires erase the pain. This one, this, uh, another one, uh, called Credentials. <clears throat> Can the leopard change its spots? Can the giraffe, the doe, the shark, the hyena? What's the poet of ill repute to do? For years he sought tuition funds in martial bases, got his fill, then student of the working ones, a worker but a student still. He hit a pig, was roundly scorned for it, though rogue cops often sin. With much more ire, though, he's adorned because he didn't that fight win. Against the times tide ever pulling, for mastery that won't fit in, for verse, ha <laughs> Who is he fooling? The master of the black sheepskin. Oh my goodness. Ooh, master of the time. black sheepskin. Your poetry could be anywhere in the 18th, 19th century, and it could be emerging from there, but it emerges from you. Do you got one more? Let's do yeah. one more. Yeah. Uh, okay. um. I like the line from the first one that you read, well, talking yeah. about the poet as underblatantly employed. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one's called yeah. Thugs. The thugs, who have no game but fight, which oft on co-players they'll force, disturb the ambience of night, leave other gamers no recourse. Is there not peaceful play galore and lusts more passionate than blood, or warmer sweets than vengeance more attractive blooms spring brings to bud? Well, beautiful brothers, so good to have you here. Thanks a lot. Dave. And you have such a, uh, you, you have a lot of poetry. Well, I believe everybody else. So well, these two, come on in, girls. Here's our to the youth. The youth, they can take us out as the youth will. Come on in, the youth to take us out. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. And while, while we do this transition, I'll make an announcement. There's a very cool play that's being produced, put on tonight and tomorrow at the Shelton Theater. We had some of the cast last week from the, from the new play called Nowhere Man, and it's written by Nina Sacco. It's her debut play. It's directed by Marjorie Fairchild, and it is happening tonight and tomorrow night at the Shelton Theater at 533 Sutter Street. Um, three young waitresses dish about everything from getting stiffed to feeding the insatiable male ego. At the Glass Ceiling Diner, justice is served with a side of sarcasm. And it's featuring the actresses Madison Worthington, Lindsay Mitchell, and Brianna Walsh. And again, check out sheltontheater.org. Or you can just show up at the door. And that's how they're selling tickets at 533 Sutter. And it's from donation-based, five anywhere from $5 to $20 uh, tonight. Uh, and tomorrow, the bar opens at 7 and the show is at 8. It's about a one-hour show. So uh, just so you know, check out Nowhere Man. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's philosophy. It's interesting. If you heard last week, it was. So, I'm going to try to go tomorrow, um, Val, because it's, it's, I believe it needs support and we need to support them. They support us, and it sounds like what I heard of it last night, last well, last Friday, really was intriguing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really uh, fun play. We got oh, a little boy. teaser. They were on our show last Friday on this February 16th. So they're they're part of that podcast if you go in and listen to uh, our show from the 16th. But interesting, uh, 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 fun show, but certainly go to the depths of interesting philosophy as to what it is that people are talking about when they're not on the stage, when they're talking about life itself. It was, uh, I'm, I'm amazed, nowhere man. Hey, Val, guess who's here? Here's her sister, Caitlin. And she's Caitlin. got all three of them. And here, here he is. 
Marty. Marty, have a seat, Marty, who's a poet as well, who's just coming from Brooklyn. Now, from Brooklyn. Awesome. Have a seat. Welcome. Welcome to the Join Common us. Thread Collective. <laughs> You're just in time. And Caitlin is back. Caitlin has her, is that a little ukulele you've got Hello, there? ukulele, yep. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, can I also make a little announcement about well, you the can event do what that you I'm like. going to later tonight? There's a fundraiser for SF War, San Francisco Women Against Rape, tonight at uh, 9 to 12 at um, the, oh man, Parish? Uh, it's on 17th in Wisconsin. I want to say, what's on? Oh, there's a it's parish. It's a. Pl- it's not at a parish. It's at. A, it's like at a bar, and there's yeah, gonna be live music. It's that's what it's called. It's not. It's not under the, uh, the bottom of the hill. No, it's at um, um, the Connecticut Yankee. <laughs> I I want to say the parish, not. but oh man, it's on 17th in Wisconsin. I know that for sure. All right. And uh, nine to twelve, uh, definitely we should be supporting SF War. They do awesome work and. Um, there's going to be live bands and art and all sorts of things. And intelligent conversation. Oh, always. Oh, always. well, we work on it. But uh, but there is a place, in my memory serves me right, called the parish. There's another place called the Lost Church. But there's also a place called the parish, which that may be it. Well, we'll find it out. We'll figure it out. But meanwhile, we'll you got your, you got your uke in your hand. And let's hear what you're going to, well, let's hear what you have to sing to us. That's the, all right. This all be right. Caitlin. Takes a dreamer, a real imagination 
to know the world as a peace-filled creation To feel the spirit that created us Is like fearing our own mother's love Heaven is on earth, look inside to see We have the power to change this reality Great lyrics, beautiful. And this big just in from, pretty much just in from Brooklyn is Marty, right? Yes, I go by Marty Dangerous. Marty Dangerous. <laughs> and Check Marty, out her album, you oh introduced yourself. Can we find your album online on in the, what's it called, out in the cloud? Um, it, it, I do have some some pieces on SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com slash Marty Dangerously. Marty, how do you the word dangerously? Oh. How do you spell Marty? M A D I. M A D. Yeah. Um, my album is called Hello Bluebird. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon, and all that good stuff. So if you look up Hello Bluebird, if you spell it with the three. Hello Bluebird. <laughs> B-L-U number three, B-I-R-D, um, Hello Bluebird. Uh, by Marty Dangerous. Do you have something you do live? Well, she's looking it um, up. I'd love to hear something live from you if that's just, possible. Just without the music. Well, the, the album is done to music. Do you want me to just do it without me? I can. It's fine. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hear what you can. You're sitting here. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. There's no pressure, but you welcome. know. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to our circle. We're happy that you're circle. here. Welcome to our every Friday circle. And everybody brings what they have to bring. And nobody goes without. So here she be, fresh out of Brooklyn, come to San Francisco as so many people have. Hey, Marty Dangerously, let's hear what you do. Every night she dies, exhausted from lighting the entire world all alone. Still each morning she wakes just to do it all over again. Illuminating the sky with infinite potential. Painting a brand new picture every day just for you. Her spirit's alive in the trees. Her soul seeped deep into the roots up under the concrete of every step taken. Her breath floating off leaves. Dancing wisdom in the wind. Her strength branched out, arms open wide, glowing green with infinite love. Her heart beats from tree trunks. Grounded in forever. Her truth loud and free. She's been here long before us. She is everything we need. Wow. <laughs> That's a piece from the, uh, the title piece of the project called Hello Bluebird. <laughs> life yes, the cycles of life, death and rebirth, right there, constantly we're going intertwined with each other. And that brings us together <laughs> to find another, as I say, strangers becoming friends, friends becoming family, family becoming community, a community on the move. That's our movement. It's what we'd be about here each and every Friday, the Common Thread Collective on Mutiny Radio. Hey, Val. Hey, Val. 
I, I'm excited. This is a really, uh, this afternoon has really kind of blossomed into uh, kind of a creative spring that we're moving towards, even though we're kind of in this, these week. chilly it's days, amazing. a little biting. Yes, yeah, so and thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, we always invite Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you guys are we're bringing that. We're, we're catching, uh, going from my 80 years old to you guys 20 years old. We're bringing the generations together because the truth we put out transcends all past categories. The truth we are, which is about, the words that came to me, but some of you know it, it came just before I turned 80, and it goes like this. Repeat it with me, folks, because some of you know it. Learn to what? Learn to? Love! Woo. Love to learn. learn. Love this to never learn. ends. Learn this to love. Love to learn. This never ends. Well, who's, uh, so did you find uh, Hello Bluebird now? Uh, I'm getting closer. Okay. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and listen to it, everybody. To it is transformative. Okay, we're gonna put some up. She finds it, we'll play it. We got time. Who's his brother here? This is my friend Tim, <laughs> also a fellow alumni of our Valenize High School. Oh, you guys escaped. Liberated. <laughs> Liberated, well, welcome. Liberated. We'd be about liberation <laughs> land. We would, yes. We're not about <laughs> liberation from the confines of a college preparatory Jesuit school in the outer sunset. So beach, So close to the beach, yet so, so away from the freedom yeah. and the frontiers of the mind. That finds some people who say Jesus was, and then here we are with some folks, and somebody might say, who does say, Jesus was no son of God, he was a fellow human being who taught us to love one another. Mm-hmm. That's what it's, your problem, not a, hey brother. I listened to a great podcast today that was about, Jesus was a fisherman, here, here is Tim. Please tell me, Tim, here be Tim. Welcome, Tim. The colors will no longer matter. I'll take off my cap and never be madder. For our duct tape keeps me sane. Stitched together like wolfbane. So if I find a carbon rock, our pride will be stronger than my sock. And if you break the neck of a cock, then lunar cycles will go tick-tock. So if you'll be a wild cat, we'll raise the flag without a mat. Because you know we buried time in a capsule at the drop of a dime. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. My goodness. Anyways, where's the. Uh, you have something you'd like to add to this mix? Why not? Hello, my name is Brianna. That's B R I A N N A H. What about Brie like the cheese? Also, go by Brie like the cheese or Breezy like the sky. And. Um, I'm surrounded by a lot of beautiful people right now, and I feel a lot of good love and energy. There's some for you. Um, I just want to say thank you for this beautiful day, and thank you for these beautiful people. I don't know who I'm saying thank you to, but I hope you're listening, because I have a lot of thanks right now. Um, it's beautiful to practice gratitude. It is, yeah, yeah. Wake up every day and whichever one you want to play. <laughs> Um, Come Fly is a nice one to play, or True Me, um, Bloom also, you know, I don't know. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> so here, here it comes. Here's at San Francisco Mutiny Radio, the online radio debut. You find it now? Awesome. You mind what we're looking for? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, 
there's a lot happening. So I found Maudie Dangerously on Bandcamp. So I went to Bandcamp and I searched Maudie Dangerously 111 and then I found Bluebird. So we're going to play a track from that, from Hello Bluebird. And uh, upon recommendation, we're going to play the track called Bloom. So here we go. Submixers up. She blooms like breath, like heaven, like wealth. Stealth grace and invisibility cloaks. Like vapor, like air, existence pure and rare. Of whirling pixies spirited like pleasant dances of the winds of change. One thing becomes something and no thing becomes everything. One thing turns into another, becomes again something new. I'm afraid I often stop to gaze. Stare at something long enough, watch it become something else, someone else, some new dream, a bright adventure to be had, the journey you've always known your heart to seek, peeking just around the river bend, laying frozen in creation, dug deep in disappearing lands where time wishes to do nothing but simply stand. She fell in love with a moment of thought worn gracefully upon her face. Eyes relaxed, lips puckered, gaze steady. In a moment she fell in love with the sound, a smell, a feeling, a notion of a memory, of an idea, of someone. The expression of an emotion, of something she once knew, a touch once felt, sweet nothings once whispered, and promises once kept. She fell in love for a moment. A moment of bliss, a moment of color, a moment of infinity. She fell in love with a moment of life. She's just a free spirit, they whispered, always, in secret, of course, as if fault could ever be in one spirit truly being free. They wondered how she prevented life's pains from bringing her to her knees, how she consistently defeated a life in conformity. It must not be real, they clamored, must just be how she wants to seem. She's just a free spirit, they envied, unable to solve this mystery of how she came to be this spirit living, beautifully free. He wonders where she goes even though she's laying there nibbling at the corner of her lip focused on something. He watches her lovingly. He wonders where she's been, where she's going, where she is even though he's laying there right next to her. She's off somewhere. She's not upset with him. He enjoys watching her time travel. He wonders if she even notices. He thinks to himself he could watch her forever. Facing her, holding hands, stroking fingers, he asks, where did you come from? In awe of her sudden appearance in his life. I feel like you came from the sky. She smiles. He wraps his arms around her. She closes her eyes, breathing him in, rising into new love. That was super cool. Mighty dangerously. So what I'm going to do is, so this show is uh, the Common Thread Collective. So I'm over here taking notes on everybody who's been part of the show today. So I was able to, uh, I just kind of copied the link to your Bandcamp page. So when I put it on our Facebook page, it'll have your name there and people can tend, uh, click onto the link and listen to some more of those tracks. And, and feedback is welcome. If you guys have any thoughts or feelings about it, reach out to me. Um, let me know. I love hearing how people receive uh, 
the project and the album. So, yeah. <laughs> right on. So what would be the best way for people to do that? Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So if you look up Madi Dangerously, M-A-D-I, the word dangerously, you'll find me wherever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right on. So you just in town for a little bit? Are you cruising through? Um, or what brings I'm, you to San I'm, Francisco? I'm some seeds out here and, you know, um, inevitably some roots as well. <laughs> right um, on. So uh, I, I felt this is where I needed to be to kind of like expand and grow um, with my work uh, in, in, in broader ways. So uh, I followed that intuition and I'm here and um, it looks like I'm going to be here for a little bit. <laughs> Good stuff. You're welcome to be part of our collective situation. Awesome. Thank you so much. And a place to put out the word to let the folks know, hey, Brooklyn, I'm here in San Francisco. I met a crew of people, a circle of people, welcomed me and said, welcome aboard. Hopefully you won't be bored. How's that? Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Right on. And there's a lot of... Um, a lot of other cool opportunities around uh, for performance and stuff. Um, I, I usually go to the word party, which is once a month and it's poetry and jazz. So there's a, a jazz quartet that will play, That's you know, so they're awesome. kind of doing their own thing and you just sign up to read your poetry. So it's all pretty spontaneous, yeah. you know, like you're de it's definitely that. not planned, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're really great musicians and it's a fun time and it's a free show too. It's called uh, the word party. It's every third Tuesday. Uh, set, starting at 7 o'clock, sign up, and it's at a place called Piano Fight at 144 Taylor Street. So it's downtown. Just a, It's literally like a block away, like a block and a half away from Powell Street Station. So it's kind of easy to get to, okay. uh, hanging out down the Tenderloin. So that's, wow. <laughs> that's always fun. Um, <laughs> what's up, Dave? People know we got the comedy festival coming up. And, <clears throat> and by all means, come enjoy. Come and get tickets. Because we need some survival money. Is that right, Val? That's right. The Is Mutiny Radio Comedy. Let people know what's happening. Yeah, it's the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. It starts March 1st through the 5th. Um, so that's uh, there's going to be 37 comics, 25 shows over the course of five days. And there's room for 30 live audience members for each one of those shows. So if you'd like to, um, you should definitely check out, if you go to mutinyradio.fm, you'll see the lineup. There's all these different themes um, for each showcase um, that our, our director here, Pam Benjamin, has, has put together. And uh, it's a really great opportunity to come down and just like hang out at Mutiny Radio and... Um, she's, she's put together these, uh, showcases of really, really good comedians who have, uh, kind of grown an audience both here in the Bay area and across the country. So, uh, if you want to come down and get a ticket, uh, it'd be great if you buy a presale ticket on our website, mutinyradio.fm. And, uh, that reminds me also. So next Friday is, um, the, second day of the festival so our show the common thread collective will be ending at five o'clock next friday so we'll be here from three to five next friday march 2nd after that these as you say different themes myself i'm thinking of developing a comedy side well that opening a persona which will be old hippie dude <laughs> what's so funny about that that 80 year old hippie dude look at that toothless <laughs> Wondering what, what, where I went wrong or did I go right? But here I am, old hippie dude, uh, right here, Diamond Dave. What's up? All right, well, maybe Pam will book you for next year's comedy festival. Oh, yeah. uh, 
but just to give you a taste of some of the themes, there is, um, there's one called Only Girls Allowed. Uh, there's one called Millennials versus Gen Xers. Uh, there's one called the F-Bomb Comedy Train. There's one that's simply called Cats, Cats, Cats. All right. Um, and then uh, there's a, there is the there's a dirty comedy set. There's a Jesus roast. There's a clean comedy set. Stand up tragedy. Um, and there is one that is underwear only. So uh, there's a lot. Of, and <laughs> oh, and then um, the sponsor, one of the sponsors for the festival is Spark, which is a local cannabis dispensary. So they're having one uh, the first night of the festival, March 1st, Thursday called spark presents weed is legal and that is a two-hour special on thursday night so so many things to tune in for and come down and enjoy the live show and support mutiny radio so we can keep doing what we do and we're gonna we're wrapping up right now so dave yeah before we wrap up let people know that we are underwritten we have another written uh that we're, we're just, be a good time to mention who was it who sponsors us? Who is it who underwrites us, Val? That's right. So the Common Thread Collective here is graciously and generously uh, supported by the Organic Valley Family of Farms and by Dr. Bronner's. So um, stay clean and eat healthy, everybody. That's what we want for ourselves, for our communities, for our families and friends. So thank you so much to Organic Valley and Dr. Bronner's for making sure that we can do our show here every Friday from three to six and Diamond Dave can uh, make sure that he has what he needs to get um, to get here every Friday. So that's a part of it too. And thank you also to Media Alliance for being our 501c3 sponsor. If you'd like to make a donation on behalf of our show, The Common Thread Collective, you can do that at media-alliance.org and hit the donate button and be sure to make a note as you donate that it is for, you could say Common Thread Collective, uh, Mutiny Radio, you could say Diamond Dave, and it will uh, come to us and you can write it off in your taxes. So thanks everybody for listening. I'm going to end the show. That's, uh, I believe that's our takeaway, Tim. Yeah, sure, is Tim. Cool? Is that cool to everybody? Yeah, you got a short one? We're good. All right, it's, uh, it's, it's a 16, so that's four stanzas, four lines each. That's a little math for if any kids of you listen out there. <laughs> what to say about Brianna? She shines as bright as the diamond of Rihanna. Hair more brilliant than Madonna, making me sweat like I'm in a sauna. Her bathrobe is a zebra scarf, so you better not try to make her barf. And if I had to announce her name, I'd say she's the most beautiful dame. So maybe one day we'll sing together, just like birds flock by a common feather. Because we don't mind the topic of weather, so we can break the bonds that we are tethered. Oh no, okay, that's cool. Therefore, my first time on this radio, I'll not fret if SF will once again snow. I'll use my words to string my bow, for without a paddle, saints still row. Oh. <laughs> Tim, nice Tim welcome to the common thread <laughs> super cool I'm so glad to have all this great positive energy in here and uh, let's keep it up we'll be back next Friday with a two hour show because of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 so I'm going to end with a poem and uh, bid you all adieu for the night may art spark forth from you as if forged by the burrowing of a god come to mine your depths. And the flare of its dynamite and lanterns sent up heat to carry through your being until you are bleeding or weeping. 
trails of which now forming the beds of rivers. And the alchemy of minerals streaking through the hidden hills, fortified yet fluid. Culverts catching the torrents and the errant drops that fall after all the smoky clouds have broken and the silt of the volcanic explosion returns to be culled and counted as among the source of things. I'm Global Val. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Diamond Dave. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, it's been a great afternoon, and we'll be back again next Friday for more of the Common Thread. MutinyRadio.fm. Peace. And, uh, oh, I just got just just in. Um, today we had Amy Farrah Weiss, who's running for mayor. Um, and I just got note that we're going to have Angela Alioto coming in March, either on the 2nd or the 9th. So uh, we're revving up in our election season here in San Francisco. Uh, don't forget to register to vote. There's an election in June. Like water under bridges, we wait for things to fall through. Try and dance at least once today, okay? Word. And go out to see Nowhere Man at the Shelton Theater tonight, Friday the 23rd or Saturday the 24th. We have to do our part too. Indecision can and will kill you. Think once, think twice, but think fast because this is life. Yes, you can choose again, but the choices will never be the same, my friend. Something lost, something gained, something destroyed, something framed. Life contains the mystery, perfectionists we want to be. Scientists we ought to be. Artists we're born to be. Who is it you want to be? Indecision can and will kill you. Make a choice, write it down, mementoed into flesh. A constant reminder, a place, time, or a solid memory of that time you decided. Left and right to wrong can do no right. Pick a side, take a stance, know exactly where your feet plant. Now you know exactly where to go. And what you leave behind, you don't want back. Indecision can and will kill you. Choose wisely. They brought us across these waters for slow, painful torture. They brought us across these waters to be raped, sold, and slaughtered. They don't want us to speak. They don't want us free. They want us quiet and complacent, helpless and afraid. Do not fear this time. Do not fear this change. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are everything we need.
Yeah.